Attention all mortals, veterans and civilians alike. It's time to buckle up and get ready for a wild ride because you just tuned in to the Swandingo Files. Your host, Steven Swanson, is here to help you navigate the crazy world of transitioning from military life to civilian life. And let me tell you, it's a bumpy road, but with a little bit of humor and a lot of determination, we can make it through together. And welcome back to another episode of the Swandingo Files with Laurel Porky today. She's a three-time Emmy Award winner and also very good at advertising. And maybe she'll give us a little secret for veterans on how she became so successful and what, you know, why you should seek her out and getting your business recognized like it should be. How's it going today, Laurel? It's going, it's going all right. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Well, I'm glad you came on. I know somebody with uh, your stature and how busy you are, it's kind of hard to get, you know, break away from what you do. Um, so what I kind of want to discuss today is how you got into advertising. At what point did you really see yourself becoming so successful? And why or how did you figure all this out, like all the online stuff? Because a lot of business owners don't really understand it. Um, they don't know where to turn. And veterans make very good business owners. We make up some of the, I think, the biggest population of small business owners. So why should they advertise and, you know, and how do they seek you out? So um, just how did you get in the space to begin with? Yep, absolutely. So I'm about to date myself. Um, so I actually started in advertising in 2002. I was a sophomore in college and I was going to school for media communications. And um, it was it was come time to, you know, figure out, do I want to go into radio or do I want to go into television? And being the person that I am, I actually decided I was going to dip my toes into both. And so from 4 a.m. to 9 a.m., I would go work at the it was a 70s music radio station. And so I would do that in the morning. I would go to school all day. And then from five to nine, I would work for um, a local ABC affiliate. And that's where I had like the hardest job there was because obviously, you know, this is an intern. We're going to give her like the job that no one wants to do. Right. And it was, you know, creating the teases for the 11 o'clock news like that. Like to me, it's hard. Right. Because, you know, the, the credits are rolling from their favorite primetime show. And it was my job to do two things. One, I had to avoid them picking up that remote. And turning off the TV, but then the job got even harder, which was carrying them over a commercial break of three minutes in order to watch the most boring show on television, which is the 11 o'clock news. And so I learned how to, one, get people's attention, promise them something of value. And I'm telling this story because what we're going to talk about here in a little bit has everything to do about mastering that skill and so over the years, um, I worked in television. As a matter of fact, as I was growing my business in 2018, um, I started, we actually just had our five year business anniversary. April 18th, 2018 was the day that I started my, my own business, but I didn't quit television until November of 2018. And so it was, it, it was just cutting my teeth over almost two decades of working in television. Um, a lot of people are like, well, you bring a little bit something different to the advertising space. It's because of that television background and me just kind of honing in. It's funny. Um, one of my, one of my, uh, 
my old bosses, um, I worked for CBS and this was 2008 and I was in a band. This was in Dallas and I was uh, promoting my band on Facebook and he taps me on the shoulder. and He's like, Hey, he's like, I see you doing this Facebook thing every single day. He's like, um, we're not sure if it's going to become a thing, but we would like for you to create a Facebook page for the, for the TV station and see if we can use that to build some viewership. And then it was love at first, like, cool. I'm going to, I'm going to hit the ground running with, with social media. And so from there, I was a producer and a social media director, even though I wasn't getting paid because they weren't sure if social media was going to become a thing. And then quickly just, you know, really honed in on my skills on grabbing people's attention and keeping it and then worked my ranks up. I was, you know, I was one of actually one of the most sought after social media directors in the television space because no one was doing a lot of the stuff that I was doing on social media. Like all of these news stations, they were they were the race to go live with their satellite trucks right during breaking news. I was one of the first the first days that they utilized Facebook Live. I was like, watch this. And I didn't get permission. I was just like the reporter. I told her, I said, you go live. And we were number one consecutively that entire week. Um, so it has been it has been a, a journey learning, figuring out all of the social media things and taking, you know, my advertising skills from television and really bringing it into social media. And so I think that's what kind of makes me stand out is because of the experience in television and really adopting that social media platform as a way to, you know, it, it you know, back in the day, the television stations, they were each other's competition. Now the biggest competition TV stations have is this, right? People are on their phones as they're as they're watching TV. I I, I got a little bone to pick with you. You said 2002. You don't want to put your age out there or you know how old you are. It's like yeah. I was just, I joined the military 2002, so it's like you're calling me old too. So <laughs> no, uh, I got a question though. Um, can a company really, well, any, really anything, because you know, there's how many different social media platforms, what, seven or eight or nine or 10, whatever we got now for social media. Can a business even scale without a social media presence anymore? I don't think so. I, th- I think that there's just, I mean, it, it depends on every business's definition of scale though, right? Like if you're on, if you're on a local level, yeah, sure. You could scale, you could use mailers, you can use flyers. There, there's so many different ways. It just depends on what that business's definition of scale. Like, like a lot of the, the old school marketing tactics, like billboards and TV, like we have to look at Facebook advertising or YouTube advertising or any type of social media advertising just as a different vehicle to deliver the same message that a billboard would, that a TV, you know, commercial would. But the difference now, and this is what I tell my students all the time, and this is important for, you know, anyone starting a business is that the, the playing field has never been as level as it is right now, because think about this, you know, back in 2002, you had to spend two or three thousand dollars for one 30 second spot in a television show where now I can spend five dollars a day. In a targeted way and reach my ideal customers and probably even more so than that one 30 second spot reached back in 2002. Yeah, it's definitely um, I guess. Seeing the local stuff, uh, I mean, there's still several ways to create reels and other things like that. Just kind of, you know, it doesn't have to be serious. A lot of it's just for fun, and a lot of people just don't want to take the time to do it. And, I mean, I hate I hate social media personally. I think it's just – that's and there's all these planners and everything. It's just 
that's the only way to get your name out there really nowadays. And yeah, don't even drop drop the planners. Like don't even do that. Like just like just make it a part of every single day that you do. Like that's why I tell my students a lot of people um when they you know they start to work with me they're wanting me to like help them with all these spreadsheets and all of that i'm like i don't use any of that i literally just use like this is the only tool that i use every single day i just go live or i just post something and i just make it part of my day like like people overthink this whole social media thing because they think it has to be perfect right you know i've got several awards for working in television and you know what all of my tv equipment are in that corner over there not being used because this right here and this gets better engagement than any of that fancy equipment over there and so that's what I think a lot of people get tripped up like more people get value out of me like if I'm doing ads for a client I'm just going to turn on my screen share and I'm going to walk people through what I'm doing why I'm doing it I'm going to throw it up on YouTube as rough as hell like if you go to my YouTube channel it's all there like the videos are not pretty like, people are really, like, really seem to be surprised at how far I've gotten with, like, you know, not putting on a face every day and just, like, you know, I, I don't look like the typical, you know, internet marketer, but it's because I understand the value of content, and I don't think people really care about all the stuff that people think that they care about. People just want that valuable information, and they don't care whether they're getting it this way or if they're getting it that way. The only thing that they care about is that I'm putting it out there. So be yourself. Be genuine. And provide yeah. a little bit of value? Not a little bit, like as much value as humanly possible. You know, it's 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 one of those things too, you know, especially when you're like, you know, a local business. Like you either have to get traffic, I mean customers, or you don't survive. Like that like this is like this is what people need to understand. It's like if you don't use Facebook advertising, that's cool, but you still need to get butts in your seats, people to walk through the door. What are you gonna do? The only alternative is handing out flyers, which is very timely, still very effective, but very timely. Run TV commercials. Well, that's thousands of dollars and you're not going to have that instant. You know, people think Facebook advertising means one dollar in, two dollars out as a like, you know, so I'm going to I'm going to share something here. So my business just crossed over the two million dollar. We're on our way to three million. I still have not spent a hundred thousand dollars in advertising, but yet my Facebook ads manager will say, I only have, I, for every dollar that I'm putting in, I've only got 50 cents back. So the ads manager is not telling the full story, but what I, the metrics that I look at is if I'm putting a whole bunch of ads out there and flooding the marketplace with my five dollar ads, right? This creates this compounding effect of people following me on social media and organically reaching out, right? I've got, like, if I open my email, my messenger conversations right now on Facebook, I probably have, like, two or 300 inbound messages of people who've seen my ads or are watching my content, and, you know, they're wanting, they're wanting to talk to me. The Facebook ads manager is not tracking any of that, right? And so you have to understand the same uh, advertising the same way that I understood it way back then. Think about this. I didn't have all these car dealerships coming to me at my office at the TV station being like, how many conversions did that commercial bring? Like, that sounds ridiculous when you put it that in perspective. Yet, so many people come to me and like, I put this money in. Why is Facebook not tracking my conversions? Why are people not buying, right? Like, you wouldn't yell at a TV commercial the way that you yell at Facebook ads. But yet, it's the same type of platform, just a different vehicle to deliver the same type of content yeah <clears throat> when i got in this space um 
one of the people I was doing training with, uh, he said he had spent over millions of dollars in advertising and through uh, social media platforms. It's like, that's a lot of money. How the heck? So I think I got a little bit lost in that. It's like, man, you get a, that's a lot of money that you're taking from the customer or having them pay for and running it. So you basically know how to do this because you've been in, on the end and you can do it for how much a day or a month or depending on the, of course, depending on the, you know, what they want and the content and all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, most of my clients and most me, myself, $5 ads and $2 ads. That's the my my favorite two types of $5 top of funnel ads and $2 retargeting ads. That's, that's that, you know, like a lot of people think that there's this, you know, this really massive, you know, strategy, but it's like, cool. I put out $5 ads to cold traffic talking about my product, what it can, what it can do to help. And then I, I, every single piece of content that I post, I literally just load it into my ad manager at $2 a day because it's retargeting. You don't need a big budget for retargeting. There's only so much people in a warm audience, right? $2 a day, each ad. So, you know, I, I, I do something that's called the hot seven. So it's going to be $14 a day, right? To run that. But that it keeps me in front of my, my clients, my prospects, my leads. It, you know, leads to all of these referrals. It's because I'm consistently staying in front of people. And that's literally like most small business owners. That's all they need. $5 ads. Like think about that as the TV commercials, right? Like wh- who are you? What your brand story? What's the value that you bring to the marketplace? What's the gap that you fill that your competitors aren't? And then you just retarget all of those people who are watching one of those three videos with all of the, the like, let's say you own a local t-shirt shop in town, right? And you you create three pieces of, of content. Like one day you're like, hey, my name is Laurel and I own a t-shirt shop. As a matter of fact, my wife and I, that was our first business is we love to uh, ride our bicycles. And so one of the things, one of the gaps that we saw in the marketplace was, you know, there were no t-shirts that fit women specifically. They were all unisex. And so we're like, well, cool, let's let's create a t-shirt line for women who like to bicycle. And so there are all these cute little you know, phrases like I came on my bike with a little winky face and, you know, all the, I mean, these like, you know, double meaning kind of things, but like we literally made videos saying, Hey, you know, this is Laurel and Christina, you know, we, we were tired of not finding awesome shirts for women who bicycle. And so we created this company. Um, we would, we would do videos about like us, you know, pressing the t-shirts and all of that fun stuff. And then we would run that top of funnel and then we would just retarget, right? If you own a t-shirt shop, all you have to do is run those videos, brand story, what gap do you fill in the marketplace, right? Run those, $5 a day, and then every time you post on social media, just hit that boost button to all of the people who are who are already watching those top of funnel. That's going to bring more customers. Like, I'm, I keep pointing out there because I'm on Main Street and there's a whole bunch of businesses out there. But, like, all of these businesses on Main Street are running this strategy you know, I came I came back in uh, to my hometown. I'm actually sitting in what used to be my grandparents' five and dime store back in the day. But whenever I moved back into my community, I had been gone for 20 years. I went up and down all of these businesses here, and I just placed their ads for them for free as a way to give back. But that's all we're doing to get people into the stores is just hey, let's just put some you know some some content that's going to bring new people in, and every time they post. We just, you know, hit that boost button and and retarget all of those people who are already engaging with their content. That's it. That's it. Literally, that's it. Yeah, that's, all, that's just all it is. You make it sound so simple, where some people it seem really like it's a struggle. 
It really is. And we do the same for YouTube. Like that, like it doesn't matter. Like the, the, the vehicle might change, but like the, the content's the same. Got it. Um, so you have three Emmy awards, right? I do. How the, I mean, as somebody that's never had an Emmy, of course, or a nomination, how the heck did you get that? Well, I worked, I worked in television now. There's, there, it, it's, it's the same thing, but it's like the, there's the, the smaller communities of the, the Emmy, you know, the, they've got like the Lone Star Emmys, they've got the Rocky Mountain Emmys, they've got all of these different Emmys. Um, I was just a part of a team that won a lot of awards whenever I worked for, uh, CBS in Dallas and also, um, CBS in Seattle. So where do you, uh, where do you live at now? So I, me and my wife actually ping pong back and forth. Um, we bought a beach house. Um, so we live right now between two areas. So right now we are in the bayou of Louisiana. Um, and we wanted to, to have a place that would have faster internet. Cause at the time we moved back here, the internet was a little iffy, but thank you for T-Mobile releasing their 5G. But, um, we actually bought a beach house in Biloxi, Mississippi, which is about three and a half hours down. And so we just ping pong back and forth. So we're on the co- Gulf Coast in the Bayou of Louisiana, and then half half the month we're in uh, on the beach. Actually, we have, like our house is on the beach um, in Biloxi, Mississippi, which is which is still one of the best kept secrets of the Gulf Coast. <laughs> oh, I, 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 uh, my uncle lives down there in Biloxi, so he actually works at uh, one of the casinos down there. I don't remember which one though, uh, but. Um... Yeah, I've been down there, and then of course I was stationed in Louisiana too, and both those states I love very much. I live in Texas now, but I oh, love both awesome. those states. Yeah, I'm just north of Dallas, about an hour and a half, so I don't want to live in Dallas too big, especially nowadays. Yeah. So the so the boss that I was actually talking about at the TV station, CBS 11, Dallas. I lived in Deep Ellum. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit uh, too big, and I don't know how. When's the last time you were in Dallas? I was actually just there for an event that I did in uh, a couple of months ago. Yeah, that place is getting, it is getting way too big down there. So <laughs> it's get Deep Ellum has definitely gotten a facelift since I lived there. <laughs> yeah, a lot of money coming down here. Um, so why should uh our so do you actually train or help people that come to you and ask how do you run Facebook ads or how what do you you know? Absolutely. So I have a seven dollar a month ads program that we've now sold over six thousand times. So we've got a lot. So we've got a lot of students who come through that program. And, you know, what what sets that program apart is I actually created it as a high ticket offer, but offered it at a low ticket price. Um, It's something I started five years ago and it has really, really grown. And, you know, I've talked to so many business owners and we've spent about four years just optimizing. You know, my mentor, Nick Peterson, has done an amazing job of keeping me aligned with what I really wanted to have with this $7 program because I released it at a time where everyone was doing high ticket things. And I have an agency and I had a high ticket and I had a whole audience of people who couldn't afford either of those two things. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to put all of the content that I've been putting out along with cheat sheets and I'm going to offer weekly Q and a, and I'm going to hop on two zoom coaching calls every single month. And I, th- and that was the $7 program that I created. And here five years later, it is, it is probably the favorite, my favorite thing that I've ever created because it gives, it opens the door to so many people who would never have support with advertising if it wasn't for that program. So uh, can, can you say how much, how much did you say it was? Seven dollars a month. 
<laughs> you got people out here charging ten, twenty, fifty thousand dollars for six weeks. Yep, I know. <laughs> so how does okay? I, I'm gonna be quite blunt here. How does that make you feel when you get see people trying to get wrapped up in this stuff and you see people charging fifty thousand, twenty five thousand dollars for it's what you're teaching people seven dollars for? Yeah, no, I it's. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, I mean, it depends on like the level of support that those people are offering. But I will say this: I have, I have had. I mean, we're talking several hundred people now because we it, the program's been up for like five years. And if you go, like, if you ever see my ads, just go read the comments on them. Like, people are like, I have spent over ten thousand dollars on programs that have not even come close to the amount of support that you give me in this program. And that makes my heart happy. Like that's the reason why the program exists, right? You know, as a matter of fact, one of the things that I'm going to do as soon as, you know, I'm done with this, you know, this podcast episode is I'm going to go live and answer all of the questions in the, in the seven dollar program. So I'm going to be looking at, you know, students ads and, you know, student ad copy and stuff like that. And it's, you know, but it, it's just such a fun program because like I said, it, it, it has allowed so many people to have that full depth of understanding of advertising because a lot of people in courses, they'll show you the setups, but they don't show you the actual strategy and the nuances that actually make advertising work. Like so many courses want to show you, you know, well, you should only push this button. You should only do this. Whereas mine has a little bit more depth because of the foundational things that you actually have to know because a lot of people will be like, well, Facebook ads don't work. Well, yeah, you're pushing the right buttons, but your, your ad just like completely sucks. Like you're not understanding who you're, who you're trying to talk to and you're not clear on what you actually offer. That's, that's really like most people don't have an ad problem. They just have like, I don't know how to tell my, tell anyone what I actually sell. A content problem. Yeah. That's uh, exactly what my business partner, Trey, says. It's like your content sucks. You're not providing what you need to, and you're not uh, – well, you know what I mean. But it's just – you two think a lot alike, apparently, and that's funny. But you just got one of your big you, – or you just won me over, and I'm now one of your biggest supporters because if you're going <laughs> to offer, you know, a program for $7 a month, and, of course – and then, of course, it depends on them to attend everything like they're supposed to, but – Mm-hmm. I find that a lot better than some of these programs out here that are charging veterans, especially new ones coming out of the military, you know, X amount of dollars for not even teaching basic SEO or anything like that. So, yeah, I got a bond to pick with some of them, um, but you're definitely my biggest supporter because you're going to do that for $7. <laughs> yeah. And you're, and you're between Mississippi and, um, excuse me, Mississippi and Louisiana and Texas. So, you know, three of my favorite states. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, so yeah, Southern girl here, born and raised. <laughs> well, you just won me over. So what's next uh, in, on your agenda to do? Like, what's your next goal? Yeah. So honestly, like, I'm just chilling. Like, you know, um, like I mentioned, my mentor Nick Peterson earlier. If you guys don't know who he is, definitely go just kind of go on YouTube and just start watching his stuff. Um, I've been working with him and Dan Nicholson for about four out of the five years that I that I had my business. And, you know, I just wanted a business to where I could spend a lot of time with my wife and just hang out. Like we've got, you know, three little dogs. We love to travel. Um, my whole goal of, of creating my business was not to, you know, become a gazillionaire. Like I really just wanted to 
have money to be able to enjoy life. Like, I honestly didn't think that I could get as far as I did with just her and I working together because a lot of people think we have this huge team and it's just her and I, like, that run the entire business. So there's not a lot of overhead. Um, and, you know, we're just really comfortable, you know, like we're, we're, we, we make enough to where like we invest, we have everything. I'm planning to retire in about five, 10 years tops. Um, and you know, this business has provided the security for us to be able to do that. And so, you know, when people ask me what's next, it's like, what's next is actually doing less and less and less and less and less. Isn't that the goal of just about everybody to try to do less and less? I got six kids, so I'm trying to get to a point to where I do not really less, well, okay, less, but I can spend time with them because yeah. six kids, that's a lot of kids. And yes, well, t- today's standards. And I would give anything to just start traveling, you know, the United States, even out of country with them because I never got a whole lot of that as a kid with my family. So it's kind of my ultimate goal is to get to the point where you're at and you know, spend time with them. That way we can actually make memories. Yeah. Like one of the biggest mistakes I see most people make and, you know, cause I've worked with so many people now, you know, people will come into my program. I'm like, well, what would it take? You know, like, what are, what are you, what are you wanting to make every single month? And people will tell me, well, you know, I, all I need is like 10 or $11,000 a month. I help them get there. And then the first thing that they do is they turn around and they buy a new fancy car or they upgrade their house. And it's like, you literally just got even further away from what you said. Like you, you were, you, you just told me that you could literally live a comfortable life if all you d- could do was make this. And now we've got to increase that by five to $10,000 extra a month because you just, you know, got yourself further away from where, where you actually said you wanted to be. See, and I was, I'm kind of in the same time, for, uh, same mindset as that. I, I thought I only wanted like 10,000, but it's like, why stop there? It's not that I want to buy stuff. I want to, I guess you can say, of course, pay off all my debt. Um, cause I, you know, six kids, I got three cars, house, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I don't have any big vehicles. So whenever we all travel together, we pretty much got to take two vehicles. Um, but it's just like, you know, I got college to pay for. I got all, I just want to put money away for, for my kids. So when they are out of my house, they're not just on the street. So kind of like I was. So, but anyways, so you won me over easily. Of course, I, we all kind of knew that was going to happen. Um, so how can people <laughs> find you and get a hold of you that, you know, really need your help, honestly? Yeah, honestly, like I love Instagram. Instagram's my jam. Um, if you want to find me on Instagram, it's at the Laurel Show. Um, made my Instagram handle is as easy as possible. Or if you're just like, you know what, I just want to check out your your seven dollar coaching program. It's adcoaching47.com. Adcoaching47.com. Yeah. I'm gonna look you up as soon as I'm done here because, yeah, like I said, you're my biggest. I'm I'm your biggest fan now. So. <laughs> I, well, awesome. Well, that made my day. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you jumped on here, um, and it's so awesome that you're offering this. And to any of the veterans that are going to watch this, this is definitely something that we all need to, you know, if you own a business or anything like that, this is definitely somebody you need to come and talk to and, you know, at least learn how to do it yourself if you need to. Hey, whatever. But she's definitely killing it. Don't go pay twenty five, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 for these programs for a six-week program that basically shows you nothing. So... But that's all we have time for today on the Swandingo Files. Everybody have a good day, and I'm going to go move to Louisiana. It seems like that's where everybody's at.
Well folks, that's all we have for today's episode of the Swandingo Files. I hope you've enjoyed this journey with your host Steven Swanson as much as he enjoys recording it. Remember, transitioning from military life to civilian life is tough, but with a little bit of grit, a dash of humor, and a lot of determination, you can overcome any obstacle. So until next time, keep on trucking, and keep Swandingoing.